Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. From the team that brought you the award-winning show Retro Replay and the Emmy-nominated comedy series Con Man comes a new idea just crazy enough to be good. Introducing Couch Soup. I know, I know, you're probably wondering, what is Couch Soup? Well, Couch Soup is content for your hungry nerd soul. Daily articles from fans, not pundits. Weekly podcasts that contain a multiverse of opinions on all things pop culture. Exclusive videos and weekly live streams where we laugh, scream, and sometimes have technical difficulties. All created by folks like you, the gamers, the film nerds, the TV bingers, comic book lovers, bookworms, and pop culture enthusiasts, all in one giant bowl of beautiful, disgusting, soupy goodness at CouchSoup.com. You are listening to The Monarch Files, your weekly breakdown of each episode of My Monarch Legacy of Monsters, part of the Watching Now series on Couch Soup. Be sure to subscribe to keep up with all the monster action and like and comment with what you thought of this week's episode. On the task force, we have Brandy. Hello. Lily. Hello there. Tom. <laughs> oh. Hello. <laughs> Relative monster noises. And I'm your host, Dan Morris. This is The Monarch Files. Today, we're going to be discussing episode six, Terrifying Miracles. Who, Doggy, who wants to start us off with their non-spoiler first impressions? Well done, Keiko. Just saying. Mm-hmm. But also, you're stupid. True. Also saying. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know. But it's it was it was good. I I enjoyed it, especially when they you know brought together the three timelines. I was like, mm, nice. It was good, good. I'm very tired. <laughs> it's very obvious. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm, I'm going to really. be here in in a second. I I'm going to arrive. You'll catch up. Like, we know. Yes, it's okay. could not tell that you're tired at all. You're, you're doing great. Thank you. You know, I I also enjoyed it. Uh, I think it, I enjoyed it like to the same level as last week. Um, I enjoyed it, like listen, how they bring the timelines together, how they're still like sort of the storylines never feel stagnated, which is like something that some of these shows do, like have the fill ups, like even like episode four, you guys have mentioned, like you felt it was a bit, uh, fillery. Um, mm. I'm glad that after last week's big episode, they followed it up with another big one. And it's given me hope that they'll be able to keep this momentum going. Great. Yeah. I thought it was great. Like it was really fun from start to finish like it didn't feel like an hour almost an hour long episode i was like wait there's gotta be more i want more it was really good yes uh, i concur and i think this is easily my my favorite episode of the series so far yeah for lots of reasons 
lots and lots of very big, I, big, big reasons. I was going to say, I can think of one giant reason why you, this might be up yeah. the top for you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think you have an inclination. Um, yeah. I think you yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, it was the romance between Keiko and Shaw, right? That was like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, that yeah. will they, won't yeah. they, just like, that. Yeah. oh, come on, just get it. Let's go. That's it. That's sexual yeah. tension for you. That That's just like... That's a, that's, this is why yeah. I'm here. The Randa yeah. cock block is amazing. Oh, fuck Randa. <laughs> that is like my favorite part of all of this. Yeah. Like after that point, the episode peaked and like it just did not reach the same heights. Even the, the yeah. ending wasn't as good. Like, I'm no. sorry. Mm. Exactly. Speaking of the yeah. cock block, <laughs> let's get on to our spoiler <laughs> review. So the show opens up in 1955 where Keiko and Shaw are at this gala in D.C. where they need to schmooze some of the, the higher ups in the military to get like the funding for Monarch. Um, Keiko and Shaw, we see very quickly are like very flirty with each other. It's like, OK, yep, like they're finally kind of hitting that. Like we knew this was coming. We knew this was going to be a thing. There's some interesting bits here where. Uh, Keiko is obviously uncomfortable in this room full of Americans in DC, you know, very shortly after World War II. And oof, man, like the way that, like the daggers of eyes on Keiko mm. during the scene was, that was palpable. Uh, and it then made course, me uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then, of course, the real kicker was that line by General Puckett. She's one of she's the good one ones. She's one of the good ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ones. So it's like you're, so. I would have punched him. That just yeah. it just sounded so gross and like yeah. sort of like in like a she's one of the good ones as in like ugh. yeah and then <laughs> he was a little creepy and gross like, fuck you. Mm. <laughs> I don't know yeah. bucket makes me ugh. bucket makes me want to have a bucket yes nice so, yeah. there's a lot to get out of the scene it's actually a really long scene it was in my like going back through I realized the scene is roughly 10 minutes long so it's like a fourth of the episode it's a Good, lot because we needed more Wyatt Russell let's be fair just and it's not just me complaining I'm here for Keiko <laughs> like, like, yes. Keiko was cool. oh, she was beautiful gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> as uh, uh, Shaw said Rando would look terrible in that dress <laughs> yes, yes he would yes yeah. well yeah sure <laughs> You're like, ah, that's like you would like to do that, Tom. No, no, no to be fair, we haven't seen all the evidence, so I'm just saying that r- would look good. Yeah, like yeah, an argument could be made. Maybe yes. I don't know if that floats your boat. Mm. But I wanted to focus on uh, a couple of key bits in this episode, and it was the discussion that Shaw and Ke- Keiko had after the fact, and Shaw is basically just laying into Keiko how great. She, he thinks she is and talks about how she's a force of nature, which I think is a important comment because I think it relates to how they look at the monsters because the monsters have also been referred to as a force of nature in like Godzilla lore. Um, so to me, that line sticks out. Then, of course, we get them making their way to a hotel room where they're going to get busy making some kids because that's fa- uh, Shaw's favorite thing to do about Favorite thing that was such kids. a smooth yeah. line. Yeah, he was like, my, was you know, like, my favorite thing about kids, <laughs> making them. Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah. is that, I don't know if that's cheesy, but I'll give it to him. Like, I don't no, want to make it. The way he said it, where well, he was like, mm-hmm, hmm, and felt mm-hmm. very suave. James Bond-esque, even. <laughs> you know, yeah, just wink, wink. 
And then, and of then course, we get the, the cock block. The cock block. The fucking cock block. That was so annoying. God damn it, Randa. Oh, God, I thought it was funny. Man. I yeah. thought it was funny. It's like, you just like have him wait, just like, no, no, like, no. Yeah, when he like looks off the side, he's like, don't do this to me. <laughs> just like, like, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not. And then Keiko's like, nah, we got it. He's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get Miranda. I'm now no longer sad that they're monster ate him. Just saying. <laughs> God damn it, Ren. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve it. Mr. Steal your girl and steal your kid. Mm. Yes. I'm i st- I'm still thinking that it's it's gonna turn out that show is the real grandpa. Oh yeah. For sure. Oh, like hundred percent. Like if yeah. it's not, I'm gonna be like that's bullshit. I'm gonna be really shocked, but yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Cause I, I think Randa they- and Keiko don't have any chemistry. Let's be fair. There's yeah. also the well, timeline starting to get kind that. of tight too, because this happened in 1955, where there's this obvious <laughs> tension between Keiko and Shaw, and Billy seems aware of it mm-hmm. and he kind yeah. of acknowledges it. Yeah. But then, as far as we know, Keiko dies in what 1959, or we assume. He, yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's like she's dead. Anyways. Uh, moving us along, in, we, the show then jumps to 2015, where we are in Alaska and Shaw is being transported in um, one of those lovely little monarch vans. Then we see Duval shows up and sets him free. And it's a really clever bit where she's talking in French, but she's talking to Shaw to like kind of like inform him what she's doing while she's taking out the guards. Um, and then there's this really... Uh, a first real look into Duvall's character because she uh, shares with us that her sister died at the Jinjira power plant. And that's the whole reason she's even a part of Monarch because she want, she didn't want that to happen to anyone else. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're now getting character depth on Duvall that we hadn't really seen before. But, but. she doesn't think Monarch is doing things correctly. Like she doesn't think they're going to stop a goddamn thing. So she needs Shaw. I don't know. I, I, that's that's the confusing thing about uh, the wall and um, and the entire storyline with her. Like you know, previous episode, she is asking May uh, to basically yeah sell out uh, her friends, and then now she's just gonna free Shaw and just go on her happy way with him. And I'm like. Why did you need May then? Like, I don't understand what was the point of the previous one now. Like, because she still technically sold them out. She still technically sold them out. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's part. It's it's fine, but like, she still worked. They they didn't want to work with Duval because you know Monarch Evil and all that shit. And then May still gave them the information. So at at that point, she still technically sold them out. It's just Duval had a change of heart and be like, nah. You got to think that based on mm-hmm. the information we've learned in this episode, Duval was playing both cards all mm-hmm. along. So she's been working for Monarch, but deep down, she's had this main ulterior motive driving her. And when she learned about Shaw and what Shaw was doing, and she got that extra information about Monarch being wrong, like there's that scene in the last episode where Shaw talks to the camera and says, you know, Monarch's wrong. So there was probably a click for Duval that. Ah, I want to pursue this because I want to do things right, and mm-hmm. I don't think Monarch's doing what they need to be doing. So yeah. that's where she pursues. Well, yeah, because it's them. all bureaucracy <laughs> and bullshit. Like at this yeah. point, like Shaw's wanting to fix things and 
a little crazy, but whatever. Like Duval says, you know, so everyone's a little crazy and they got to do what's crazy to actually get results, the results they need. The only thing that I wish we saw during this whole sequence was I wanted to see Duval beat them up and not just like, you know, cut away and uh, just have a throw, throw dudes out. It would have been cool to see like and a truck fight scene and all that shit, but you know. Give us a little like daredevil in a van action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. That, that would have been nice. That would have been a little extra touch of flair for that instead of it just all being off camera and just noises happening. Yeah. The magic of happening off screen. There's a mm-hmm. lot of that in this show. Yeah. There's definitely yes. a lot of that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, all the firing. <laughs> now we're back in the 955. Uh, we see uh, Shaw and Keiko are showing up at the Monarch headquarters where Billy's waiting for them. And there's that, like, you know, what the fuck do you want, Billy? What do you want, Billy? <laughs> we were so, going to make babies. Sorry. We're going to make babies. We're going to make children. <laughs> and uh, Billy was t- sharing with them that they have new readings from Japan that um, are similar to w- the readings they got when they found the dragon in the Philippines. Shaw wants to go with them, but he can't because he's got to stay back for the budget proposal. Barf. And you can see that he's clearly having problems with his feelings for Keiko and not wanting to leave her alone to do with us. Well, with, with leaving her alone with Billy. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> mm. That's that's the real problem. <laughs> you, don't, you don't trust that man. Yeah. Why don't yeah. it's that or if it's just like, okay, she's going to hunt down these monsters, but I need to be there. Yeah. It's consent for it. Concern for her safety and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Shaw really sees Billy as like a threat I mean, when I it comes wouldn't. to Keiko. It's probably more just like she doesn't want, he doesn't want her to get squashed by a Titan. Squished in. Squished I think in. it's both. Let me fair. Yeah. I reckon there's probably like the nag in the back of the head because of that first interaction they had when he fir- they first met. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, uh, if I leave them alone for too long, something could happen. Yep. So then we get to 2015 again, and we see the Randa kids and May, differentiating this time, going mm-hmm. back to Kate's house. And guess who's there? Sean Duvall are waiting, which I had an issue with this That's because quick. it's a quick time jump because it does like Duvall freeze Shaw. Then we get a flashback, but then bam, we're back in it, and Duvall and Shaw are in San Francisco all of a sudden, like, ah. Okay, I think I think that's the the thing of just like Kate can't show everything at once. Yeah. My assumption is as Kate and Kentaranas are doing all their adventuring, going back to San Francisco, and that that's when she breaks Shaw out. Most likely, I get that. Mm. And then like over then time stuff, and it works out in the end. But in the episode, I agree, it would it does feel a bit giant? Has just like yeah. Bang. Like I don't, I I get that they did the time jump back to the past timeline to give a little bit of sense of time has passed. But because it's a time jump, literally no time has passed. So I don't know. It's, that threw me off a little bit. But anyways, it's a, it's a good scene, especially because Shaw stresses that um, they think that something big is coming, and he specifically says like a G day times one hundred or maybe even a thousand. And to me, that immediately started ringing bells of like that could be referencing King of the Monsters because that's literally what King of the Monsters is. Yeah. is a G-Day event that times 100 or 1,000 because, you know, millions of people die <laughs> in that mm-hmm. movie. 
essentially they don't really show it and they don't really explicitly say it but there's no way they don't because there's mm-hmm. kaiju everywhere Ghidra's destroying everything so i feel like that was kind of like that little bit of a, a, a like a wink and a twinkle towards that's mm-hmm. what this is hinting at that they're leading up to these events in the next movie following godzilla 2014 yeah that makes sense yeah do, do we think they'll actually like find Ghidorah? During this series, though, maybe or at least maybe a tease that that's what they were ultimately leading like, to. He's like Hiroshi's, like his next stop is like Antarctica or something. It could be that they find Ghidra frozen in the ice to de- to establish the monarch base that we see in King of the Monsters. Yeah, like it could be the discovery of Ghidra, something along yeah. those lines. Yeah, because he's cool. Ghidorah's cool. Yeah. He's an asshole. But he's, yeah. cool. he's an asshole, but he's a cool asshole. Cool looking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but guess who else is in San Francisco? Tim and Verdugo are also magically in Tim. San Francisco now. <sighs> Fucking uh, Tim. And they've ma- they found their way to Hiroshi's office <laughs> because they track the kids' phones. Apparently. apparently. So yeah. I mean that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that's reasonable to assume that they had phones on them but weren't they given new phones i guess they were given phones they were given by monarch, phones by monarch. Yeah. yeah so they just have a tracker and, in so there. yeah it yeah, was kind of the whole idea of that was they were using it to yeah, follow to track them. them yeah um yeah so then tim works out that there was a map and the kids figured it out and then he has this Columbo. yeah let's call it the colombo moment where he's mm-hmm. able to like perfectly draw a version of the world on the board and pinpoint where things were just happening. imagine what if he uh, drew the continents up the other way around and then it's already the entire thing is already fogged like <laughs> that's <laughs> what i've been funny. thinking about the whole day whole way like you know wait what like how how did you know that you okay sure yeah it's the he's same a bullshit that we, we had in the last episode with the fucking lights i was like okay such a nerd yeah that was another like i i said this as we were watching it i'm like this scene feels like another one of those scenes that's way too convenient, but it's also yeah. clever. Mm-hmm. And I like it for mm-hmm. how it's clever, but at the same time, I hate how convenient it is. <laughs> but so. but then you have to think about it, like, in order for the plot to progress, a, a few things have to be convenient. Yeah. yeah, And true. that's, like, so, like, we have to be, like, cool, this is dumb, but in this yeah. context and how it, in order to make it work. Yeah. It is dumb, though. That's I fair. do agree that it's dumb. But there was a bit of a good humor there too with like the Columbo thing and Tim being like, I like Columbo. So that's a compliment. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You need to get friends. I have friends, mm-hmm. not internet or, um, friends. And we that, do find out why Hiroshi was let go from mm. Monarch. So that was an interesting tidbit. Like I enjoyed was, figuring that cause out. Because he was using the satellites to, the deep space satellites uh, yeah, to, to find the gamma, gamma radiations yep. on the Earth. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah, I thought that That's was really interesting. I'm like, aha, we're getting some more background. I like this. Yeah, yeah unraveling you also the mystery gave of the Hiroshi. information way too easily. To be yeah. fair, like you know, well, yeah, oh, it's yeah. classified files, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, and I'm like, okay, just for, just for gets and shiggles. Yeah, why not? Makes sense. I'm like, well, I don't I, know. But... I liked that <laughs> whole interaction because, like, she's sitting there looking at what Tim is pointing at. She's like, I don't see any holes. And like the, the look on Tim's face, like how the fuck did you become head of Monarch? Like he just had this look like, yeah, like, 
Like, I was going to mention like, that too. What the like, fuck? This, like this is a science like organization. Yeah. How the can you not like, even know? How are stuff, you man? here? <laughs> like, what the fuck. She just seems so dense in some of those things. I was like, okay. Anyways, we get back to 1955, and we're now at Haturuma, Haturuma Island, and Rando and Keiko meet Doctor Suzuki. Yeah, he's great. Built a Titan phone. And I immediately fell in love with this guy. And I'm like, please don't kill this guy. <laughs> like, don't do that to me. Titan like, he was super like lovable, like right off the bat. And like his energy and like how excited he was to be there and what he was doing, even though everybody else has run away. And then he affectionately refers to the area that they're in as Monster Island, which I need to shout out. That's a bit of an Easter egg because Monster Island is something from previous Godzilla movies back in the, the Showa area. Um, and just a little bit of facts and information on that. Monster Island is a fictional island located somewhere in the Pacific Ocean, which is inhabited by Godzilla and several of Earth's kaiju in the Godzilla film of the late Showa series. Uh, it first appeared in the film All Monsters Attack uh, and has been featured in s- several other films also. So that's a big old little type of the hat to the old Toho film series. What a I fucking Godzilla nerd. In the, uh, Godzilla animated series as well, if I remember correctly. Like they had a storyline where they went to the Monster Island. I think I saw a reference to that also that there was Monster Land, which is similar but different. And I feel like Monster Land might have been referenced in the Godzilla animated series. Yes, unless, yes it was. Does, does Monster Land have roller coasters? The one in Gigan does. Because mm-hmm. it's like a ah. theme park. It's yeah, really okay. silly. Yeah, it's really silly. Anyhow. That's the one with the cockroaches. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so then back in 2015, we now uh, catch up with the team in the Algerian desert. I'm calling this the Monarch Rebellion as we find out that this is a group of ex-monarch people similar to Duval who want to do things different. So they're now rallying under Shaw's leadership, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're following the next point on Hiroshi's map. Kate gets really upset that there's a monarch presence, but Shaw is trying to make her understand that, you know, not all monarch people are the same. Some people are genuinely trying to make real change, not just sit on the information. I mean, that's yeah. what monarch is doing. They're basically just like, oh, yeah, we have all this information, but we're not going to fucking tell anybody about it. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of they're Shaw's just, whole thing. They're just researching. Yeah. That's like they're not trying to, like I think that's the reason right Duval and everything in short just like no nah, we do our own things because like they have all these outposts they have all these resources they knew about Godzilla and then they did nothing mm-hmm. and afterwards they just went and go take a bunch of pictures yeah it's like oh Ooh, wow this guy showed up that we knew nothing about bullshit <laughs> mm. but I think like I just thought like it could be like a difference in like sort of like mindset because like Shaw and Keiko sort of like, we need to figure this out and tell people and all this stuff. Maybe Billy, after Keiko dies, keeps it all more secret to try and prevent people from going to kill themselves by accident. Maybe. Uh, like, well, like, there's, sort of like, there's also something that happens at the end of this episode that I think directly influences that. Uh, true, true, true. Which I was going to hit on too when we get there. Yes. So, but you keep that in mind. <laughs> Anyways, uh, back into 1955. This episode jumps around a lot, but it does it mm-hmm. kind of really well because they intertwine the scenes. Like you guys mentioned in the top of the show, like it does a really good job of intertwining the past and present to relate to one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're jumping back into 955. Shaw's on the radio with Billy, and he's like very adamant to learn about how Ke- Keiko's doing. 
and Billy is just kind of like ignoring it and just giving him factual information. And Shaw finally caves and just kind of like, okay, what are we dealing with? Like, what are we looking at? Uh, and he explains that, you know, they definitely have, you know, readings of a Titan. I don't think Billy was ignoring Shaw. I think it was a very conveniently timed static interference. I felt like, like it happened like, more than once though. I think if, if I think again, <laughs> it was just for convenience sake. How like, he was like, Oh yeah. But, talking about science shit how's keiko what and it was like a sort of like a, i could hear static on like mm. one of their rants i'm like maybe it's just like one of those it's too convenient but mm. don't don't try it, to say possess he caught i mean like, he really was one. trying to ignore it <laughs> to me okay fine he was just trying to get in keiko's pants and then he just wanted to ignore shaw like he just didn't want to talk about keiko honestly i think he's just more focused on the mission that's okay, how I yeah it. maybe but you are too nice to him. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll go from the school of Lily of just being a bully to everyone I meet. Yeah, there yes. you go. <laughs> Lily's gonna get me. I'm not a bully, by mm. the way. Just putting it says, out there. Says you. But there's a it's a common trend <laughs> in this episode that we see where uh, like Shaw is very invested in Keiko now, and he's super concerned about her well being. So he's like. And that kind of like permeates the whole episode and leads to the the events that follow. So we going back into 2015 again. We're back with the movement, uh, and they're trying to make their way to the spot where uh, the the last known location that Hiroshi's map had. And guess what? They see Hiroshi alive. Yay! He's there. Holy crap! The Not man dead. is alive. Not dead. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> we get that brief moment of Kentaro and Kate are just like, oh my god, and they get like like children like dad dad look at us we're here um but then again really quickly we see hiroshi is just like you you gotta go <laughs> like you can't be here and he has a truck that has a device in it that looks very similar to dr suzuki's uh titan phone mm-hmm. and it's like hmm the monster bait yeah i wonder how this is going to pan out that can't be good hmm. Hmm. It's also very fun to see that uh, it already existed before. I'm not going to remember her name in the movie, but Vera Farmiga's uh, character invented the... What is it? The, the, I don't know oh, what the, it was. The, 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 the echo something? The, thing. Yes, yes. Yeah, that, to wake that. up all the other monsters and stuff. Yes, and, mm. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that did give and, me a little bit of an inkling of that, that it was kind of similar. I mean, yeah, it's kind it's of the same, the same thing. thing. Well, yeah, the yeah. thing that the guy made that Dr. Suzuki made um, emulates gamma radiation. The echo it's a gamma was a sonic, s- like audio, but like yeah. it, it frequencies it like a, and sound. It could have been like sort of like built upon that. So be like, hey, true, it's true, and use this tech to tr- to attract them. If we rejig it a little bit, we can then create like the sort of like yeah. sonic. Yeah, stuff. that's that's fair. It could be like an early prototype that evolves mm-hmm. into yeah. that. Because the one that Hiroshi had looked a lot more like advanced um, mm-hmm. because, you know, passage of time and all that stuff. But that could have been like a, a feature, like halfway done or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then we jump back again to 1955. Like I said, hold on to your seats because we're jumping a lot in this episode. Uh, we go back to 1955 where Dr. Suzuki is talking to Keiko and Randa. And there's this great line where he asks Keiko if she's ever seen a Titan before. And she says, yes. And they are terrifying. And 
Dr. Suzuki has the most amazing, like, oh, good. <laughs> like, he gets really excited. <laughs> like, that part, uh, I love that guy because of just, he's like, oh, good. And then that's where he says the title of the show, Miracle Should Be Terrifying. Mm-hmm. Which I think yeah. means and says a lot. Like, yeah. Mm. To be fair, his whole character just reminded me of um, Obi from Loki. Yes. A little yeah. bit. I haven't I just, like, just the, just the <laughs> ex- well, yeah, just the excitement he had for like like learning about stuff and how like he was so just sort of like oblivious to everything but his work and just kept the chief mm. attitude. Like I could see is uh, what's it? Key Hugh Kwan is that his full name? Kwan. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Kwan. I could see him doing that, but yeah. yeah, I wondered for a second. I'm like, is this somebody? Do I know that? Do we know this actor? Maybe, but I'm not sure. I didn't get a chance to look right. it up yet. So. Again, jumping back to 2015, we see uh, where Hiroshi is trying to dismiss everybody. Shaw notices this and he's like, oh, something doesn't seem right. And then Hiroshi starts grabbing up all of his equipment and he gets the hell out of there. And then everybody's like, okay, yeah, it's probably a good time to go. And they start scrambling. Yeah, Um, let's get the fuck out. And then there's this really dramatic buildup and then there's a helicopter. Oh, helicopter. Okay, cool. But the helicopter has a, like an armed military team in it. And, and Tim. Tim. And Tim. And Tim. And Tim. <laughs> Why is Tim in that helicopter? <laughs> because he's Columbo. Yes. He's the Time Lord. Why? This point, is I'm Tim just that... convinced. What, what is he? He's, he's not a soldier. Why is... I don't understand why he's in the helicopter. That makes no sense. But okay. He's there. There's yeah. no room yeah, in the helicopter for everybody else. Yeah, exactly. It's not. How just are they going to pick these people up? Yeah, they just going to hang them. them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what joke I was making. It's fine. <laughs> they're they're going to the hang they're them gonna... from their toenails. Yes. So they get like a really big like blanket and put them all in the middle, and then just they yes. just kind of get picked up. Yeah, exactly. That's how it's going to yep. work. Confirmed. Do you, do you think they were armed military personnel. Do you think they were there to just pick people up? Of course. Well, maybe pick the kids up, kill Shaw. No. If they can maybe. kill Shaw. They can kill Shaw. I, I feel like maybe a bullet would kill Shaw. No. <laughs> unless, unless he is combined with kaiju, whatever shit. He's got the G-cells, we already know he's got G-cells. He's got the G-fuel. Yeah. He's got the G-cells from the G-fuel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, not sponsored. That's right. So, again, we're jumping to 1955. And this is where Shaw and Keiko finally have this moment because uh, Shaw has shown up in Japan, clearly shirking his responsibility Mm -hmm. of presenting to the general, which um, there was a previous scene that he went to see the general and it looked like he was going to try to give them the budget report and be like, I got to go. I got to go check on my team. And the general very clearly states, whatever decision you make, I'm going to act accordingly. So he basically said, if you leave, I'm going to make a judgment call. You and may not make- have control. Yeah. On mm-hmm. Monarch. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so Shaw very specifically went against what he should have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but- he was he was told, if you do this, I'll do this. And he went, okay, and still left. Bye. He was following his dick. All right. Yeah. That's all there the was to it. The power is great. Yes. Always. <laughs> Let me guess, Ali. Double safe for Wyatt's. He was thinking with his penis. Yes. 
It happens with many men. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm not arguing with you. Yeah. Okay. I was so just listening to how realistic. the ladies are explaining mm. how the dick is powerful. Yes. <laughs> it causes men to do uh, some seriously dumb things. Yeah. Like getting a helicopter with armed guards. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And giving up my work. Wait, with- what? What? How did the dick have to do with that? Because Tim has a dick, and he talk about Tim. I was trying to like phone Tim because like he's a dick. Yeah, like definitely like no, no. No. I need the prices right. Like (laughs) 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 well, I tried. We we are referencing like you know. Yeah. Yes, I understand your reference to the sexual acts that penis can, can make, Lily. I was trying to turn it off into something that wasn't that. You know, still keeping I, the same things, but okay then. I'm Jesus. just saying. Kim just wants to fuck show or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, I'm like the beautiful man. <laughs> Moving us along. All uh, I'm saying <laughs> is that Sean very specifically is- basically gives up Monarch for Keiko. That's it. Yes. yes. So, he's a horny boy. He's a horny, He's horny a boy. Horny boy. Because guess, of that, he goes to yeah. Japan. He talks to Keiko, uh, and they talk about why they can't be together. They have like one and quick then, little desperate kiss that, like, very cheese. quickly was like, "Nope, yep, we can't do that. If we want to, but we can't." But then they this will, is the moment will. where they realize that the oh, Titan right. phone has disappeared. And then very suddenly, it comes Cock-locked. flying out of the water. <laughs> Again. It wasn't a cock block. They had stopped a lot. So that happened. Uh, it sort of was. Uh, and, like, the, they got a big ball thrown at them. <laughs> big ball nearly kills them. <laughs> but then, lo and behold, our boy Stop Godzilla shows up. <laughs> I, I was like, Dan's trying to be like, get to the. I am trying very hard. Spot, what he wants. And then it's just everyone else being like, <laughs> dicks, nuts. No, no <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla is here. You, you Stop the talking about people. dicks. So Godzilla shows up in cock blocks. Shaw. <laughs> just like Randa. So Randa and Godzilla are besties. They're in coots. Besties yes. for resties and cock blocking. But then we get that line from Shaw when he realizes that Godzilla is alive and he says, we didn't kill it. Jesus Christ, we didn't kill it. Mm-hmm. Which is that epic, like, Oh crap, that fucker didn't die from a nuke. <laughs> and he's and Keiko laughs because she's happy that Godzilla's still alive. Hell yeah. So like we Keiko all didn't are, mind the cock right. block. Yeah. She didn't she, she, didn't she doesn't know what she lost just yet, okay? Yeah. Well, she might still get it. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, she will. We, we know. Yeah. She will. It's it's gonna happen eventually. That's we know. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sure they're not Randa's kids. <laughs> no. We get to jump back into 2015 once again, and we're catching up where the the whole monarch rebellion is trying to run away because now the ground is shaking and everything is falling apart. And we see giant spikes come rising up out of the ground. Kentaro saves May from a flying buggy that shoots over their head, and then of course we get Godzilla emerges out of the desert where he was taking a little dirt nap. Happy nap in the desert. Nap nap. Dirt nap. <laughs> little nappy nap. It's great for your skin. He was he was treating his skin. I mean, yeah. just like the you know sun. It, ex, it, it exfoliates yeah. his scale pores. Yeah, yes. exactly. 
Sen helps with I wonder how long he was there, how long he's been sleeping there. At least a year, maybe, since maybe. San Francisco. Like he was chilling. Yeah, just mm-hmm. chilling. Just vibing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Just, Good uh, just, just, just vibe. He, he was just yeah. there for the vibe. Yeah. Just sunbathing. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, oh, yeah, this is and my spot now. Done. He, we also get this really cool close-up shot of Godzilla's eye and like his, his eye kind of like fixes and focuses on Kate and he starts to come up and emerge and then I don't know who these pilots are of this helicopter. They're real freaking dumb that they just like doink off of his back. Like, <laughs> doink. He, he, they weren't moving. <laughs> like, yeah, all like all the soldiers start like, oh my god. And Tim's like, move. Like, we have to move. move. We have to move. move. There's a big ass lizard coming and they're just like, what? Huh? What? Like, I can't yeah. imagine any trained <laughs> pilot. It was just going to be like, huh? Doink. <laughs> but then, People are stupid. Also yeah. remember that. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they'd just, rather just the, stare and be like, oh, shit. Uh, oh, wow. And do something like, yeah. you know, so realistic yeah. again. Yeah. Doink. But anyways, and Tim is probably dead. Which is like, maybe. Wait, did you or just kill he? him? I mean, Shaw did say they nobody they survived the crash. Dead, yeah. He said I mean, that, how we don't know you, that as an audience, though. But how, how would you survive that? Like, come on. If if you don't die from the fall, then Godzilla steps on you and that's people it. People like, in movies survive helicopter crashes all the time. He had all those armed guards s- around him, so... They broke his fall. They broke his fall. <laughs> sure. I was going to say was, that, like, oh, we, we didn't see the body. She's not, he's not dead. Anyways, we get a really cool shot of Godzilla. He lets out an epic roar and he just kind of, like, stomps away. And I was happy because I saw new Godzilla awesomeness mm-hmm. briefly, but still. Uh, and then it kind of jump again. on them because, like, you know, don't wake me up from my sleep, you idiots. And just be like, dum, 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 and just then afterwards, go away. <laughs> he just, he just stomps on like they're spiders. He's like, ah, fucking idiots. And then just, bye. End yeah. of the show. Thanks for watching, well, everybody. Okay, yeah. bye. Well, I, I was going to say, oh, we don't know if they're dead. We didn't see the bodies. But then that validates Dan by saying that Keiko's not dead. And so I'm, I yeah, don't, no, I, yeah, I'm going to say, say dead. Don't say that. Yeah, I'm well, say I have other dead. theories on this that I'm going to get to because there's two time jumps still leading up to Shaw's comment. Mm-hmm. So we go back to 1955 still where we see the classic trio is what I'm going to call them preparing to deliver the news to the general that Godzilla is still alive. But Keiko is like, we can't tell him that. Because they're just going to keep making bigger bombs to fight him and to try to kill him, which is going to just cause more destruction and more awfulness, building bigger and more destructive weaponry. And they're trying to find some compromise and they go back into Monarch headquarters and find, uh oh, they don't have control of Monarch mm-hmm. anymore because Shaw's dick. The Navy is now cock blocking Shaw. Yeah. Because Asshole. then Keiko mm-hmm. was really upset with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The US government. US government. Cock- you was coming cock fucking people since day one. That's right. So <laughs> she basically said, "What have you done?" And she was super pissed. So yeah. I'm I'm gonna say they had to have like gotten gotten jiggy before this because I don't think it's gonna happen oh, after this. Oh, you never know. They could have hate fucked. Yeah, yeah. I guess those are options but, for sure. I yeah. mean, but mm, or maybe it works out for them in some fashion. Anyways. So back now to 2015, this is where we open up on the shot of Shaw coming back through some debris and he's saying that no one survived the crash. Now, again, like I, we were hitting it already that uh, we don't see the crash. We don't see the helicopter. We don't see people. We don't see bodies. We see nothing. It's purely just the word of Shaw. 
I think Tim at least is still alive because there is a scene in the trailer that shows Tim walking through a facility with the Randa kids that hasn't been shown yet in the show. Deleted scene. Either that got (laughs) scrapped entirely or it's still to come. I mean, they changed changed how... um, because I'm vividly remember that this is not how they chose. Like that, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do Tim dirty like that. Oh, so they would have to like just show it, right? Like Hiroshi's not dead either. We know Hiroshi's not dead. No, so yeah, but they're not going to show it because it's a PG show. So like you know, we're not going to see blood and whatever. Like they, there's a dude that got hit with a giant boulder. We know he's dead. Yeah, that guy's super dead. But were you going to say, Lily, how like they can no longer show things in trailers that aren't in the actual products anymore? Like how like yeah, yeah. Because more? I I vividly remember that in in the one of the trailers, the teasers or whatever, or not not even teaser. I saw it on TikTok because once again I got spoiled thanks to think TikTok that uh, uh, Godzilla uh, emerged differently from the water, like he had a proper like coming up from the surface, and uh, it's different in now in the episode so they definitely changed that uh post-production as well are you talking about the shot in the past with the uh the titan phone yes Mm. Mm. so it was you're for sure it was the same scene but different yeah i mean it's the same setting everything so you know i was like i was literally waiting for that to happen because of of the Mm. teaser Mm. that i saw and then i was like wait that's that looks different than what we saw okay sure they also left out like a shot that was in the trailer that you sent in uh, on Discord where uh, Godzilla is all burnt up and everything and, and emerges from somewhere. So, you know, we would have seen something because I, I, I don't know. Well, maybe my mind makes up things. I don't know that, at this that, point. That might have been minus one. I was say because we talked about minus one where he's like his face is all singed. In yeah, minus that, might have been, that might have been a different version no. of Giant Lizard. Possibly. I don't, I don't know. know. We'd have to go back and check that. But then I again, there could be regional differences because sometimes stuff gets altered in different regions for different audiences. It happens. Yeah, or they just changed it. That's what <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Which is now again the law. So, you know, because yeah, it's. That's what, that's what I thought you were getting at with. That's what they. Yeah. yeah. But we got some great, awesome shots of Godzilla between the past shot with mm-hmm. him in the fifties yes. and then the current shot in the desert and like that scene with him swimming up through the ocean or the water was super cool. The scene with him in the desert was super cool. He's a cool. beautiful lizard. Um and then we close out the show on the really predictable prediction crap that I made last week where May tells Kate and Kentaro that she sold them out and they get mad and they fuck off and that's how the show ends. Like Damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kate. I mean, it did play out a little differently because of the way Duval's character switched on her mm-hmm. standing of things. So it's a little different, a little bit, you know, not quite what I thought it was going to be, but still, it's like that exact, like, I, I'm sorry, guys, mm-hmm. I sold you out. And then Kate's like, you know, go to hell, which is like, ah, crap. Hopefully this doesn't still continue to play out the same way. Yeah, but I feel like if they were going to do it, they had to do it now because, yeah. again, we've, we've only, only 10 episodes. You can't drag that sort of stuff out. Mm-hmm. If it was like a 20 episode, 24 episodes, 100%, you could like wait like five. Mm-hmm. But I think just like with the nature of like shorter series, you just have to, I guess, cave into the, the tropes a bit in order to get mm-hmm. things moving. Yeah. 
But then again, um, so we have the preview for next week's episode, too, that's coming up. That's would the real May please stand up? So we're obviously going to get some more history on May, which will probably round out part of that narrative, I'm sure. Uh, the description for the episode says May finally faces her past. Duval and Shaw follow traces of Godzilla and Hiroshi. So that tells me next week we're going to learn more about May's family, which she hints at in this episode. She talks about her family that she had to leave behind because she did something dumb. You know, very minimal details. She pissed off some powerful people. Um, can Probably. can we like rewind a little bit to like <clears throat> the interaction between Shaw and Kate? No. Yes. I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Rude. Anyway, like Kate is saying, like, we're still looking for my dad. And Shaw is basically saying, like, she's because Kate's saying, like, you can't kill Godzilla. You can't do anything mm -hmm. about him. And Shaw's like, kill him. I want to help him. And she's like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. But obviously, that's what they want to do because they don't want another humping Muto situation. Because Godzilla is the one that stopped that. Yeah. But and who knows what else he did in the past? We didn't find out yet. He cock blocked a lot of Mutos. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. The cock blocker monster. Well, we also know that there's a rise in the gamma radiation spikes around the world. Yeah. And that's probably why Hiroshi was even there. He was probably there to wake up Godzilla. He was probably looking for Godzilla specifically. Right. And probably trying to wake him up. Yeah, he was probably trying to get him ready for the coming expectation yeah. of more Titans. Which mm -hmm. again, that leans into the notion of King of the Monsters. Like yeah. They're getting ready for an upsurgence of uh, like bad Titans for Godzilla to have to stop. But yeah, Makes that was sense. a good uh, message there where like he's saying, I'm trying to help Godzilla. So now, from that perspective, he's leaning almost kind of into the Sarazawa mindset, mm -hmm. I would think. Where he wants to support Godzilla to prevent the worst scenario. Like, you know, Godzilla's our friend because he doesn't try to actively kill us. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he doesn't try, mean to. to. He's just yeah. a big Chunky lizard. Boy, he's, just, he's just a big boy. He just big he boy. can't help stomping on things. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah, you got a nice Should happen. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, was, I I do have one other theory of like what happened to Tim and all those pilots. Because mm -hmm. when Shaw comes back, he's got a gun. Could it very well be that he went to go check, found a few people still alive, like found Tim still alive, maybe and just went, nah, you're dead. And then that's going to be like come back and then shows how Shaw's, I don't know. I, I feel like the others would have heard that if they, yeah. if they started opening fire well, on people, but maybe he had a silencer. I don't know. I, mean, I don't he know. Didn't, and he just had a regular pistol at the beginning. Well, he could have thrown it away. Oh, shut up, Tom. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> sure. yeah. let's, let's get all those wild theories out there. Yeah, that's 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 the wild one that we've had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is yeah. unreasonable. Mm, sorry. Yeah. I'm Unacceptable. Sorry. Yeah. Kurt Russell would never do anything like that. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Don't, don't be that's I mean, thing. I don't Marching. see Shaw doing that. Yeah. Always so I don't nice. know. But maybe the the Godzilla DNA is making him a bit crazy. <gasps> or, or Tim is a lot like Randa, and he's just 
just trying to get rid of him. Yeah, just getting rid of him. No more Randas. He just reminds me of Randa. He's got to go. He is the real son of Randa. He's the real son. Tim is the actual Randa. Tim is the actual Randa. <laughs> Tim is the real Randa. I, I'm telling you right now, if that's going to be the truth, I'm going to cry. You need, to, you need to say the line that's for me. Lily, you need to say the... I, I called it. Like I got Yes. It. Oh, yeah. I told you so. Because you've been like almost every episode that you're on, you've, you've had like a... I'm calling it or I've called it. I was I know yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. All she's, right. she's our Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> she's 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 the Tim of the Monarch by the <laughs> Because Columbo, you did that thing. You always have to set up. Sure, don't sure. Shut up. <laughs> Let's but I, I wanna I wanna Go be Poirot, like, you know. If if we can choose, because I I want to have a nice <laughs> mustache oh, <for laughs> and be like yeah the beautiful mustache beautiful yes. mustache let's move on to our episode ratings where we can all wax our mustaches. Mustache car shaved. I'm sorry, Lily. What did you think of this episode? I'm going to give it uh, nine. Let's go with a nine. It was a good one. I enjoyed it. So, yeah, it was fun. It was like, I, I still don't like the time jumpiness on, on the level of like, you know, we're here one moment and then suddenly we are on the other place. Very conveniently. So that's still not my thing. And some of, I, I'm just going to say that some of the solutions that they come up with to to get people somewhere is is a bit dumb, and I think they could have done it better. I'm just gonna put it out there because I'm starting to see a pattern going. So we'll see, we'll see. I don't they I don't think they're gonna you know change anything with that. But like mm. I'm still hoping. <laughs> I mean, most of the newer Godzilla movies are a little like that too. They kind of make things wicked convenient or dumb to just, yeah. to just move things along. Like we just mm-hmm. we just gotta move it along to get to that sweet monster action. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's that's a bit sad because honestly we had a bit more thought put into it. I think it it could be much better to be fair. Like, you know, but oh well. It is what it is. I do like it. Uh, I will say that I keep seeing people. Well, I, I'm already seeing people complaining that, oh, Monarch. Yeah, we thought that it's going to be big monster fights. And it's disappointing because it's not. And I'm like, it's about when, Monarch. When, you idiots. When, when, when did you mm. think that? Like, you know, there's yeah, weird expectations. It's not called Godzilla. It's called yeah. Monarch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like, OK, Monarch sure. and government organization. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I've seen it a lot of that too. I'm just like, Ugh. yeah. You can never satisfy people. That's no. the main point. Brandy, what was your rating? Uh, totally a nine because there was a lot of Godzilla. He's such a beautiful lizard. Yeah. I think it was good. Like it, like it was really a fun episode because I got some more insight into Shaw and Keiko and like the older Shaw and then his interactions with like Kate and Kintaro. Kintaro was kind of like a non-entity in this episode. Yeah. That was but, a bit upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, 
I, I think it's we're really ramping things up. And like, I'm so glad we finally got to see Hiroshi. We know he's alive and that's awesome. Like, it's like it, it seems like he's working outside of Monarch and basically doing everything that that Shaw would have been, been doing. He's been pursuing this for over a year since mm-hmm. everyone thought he was dead since San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. Definitely high on my list. This one. I would give it also nine, but a low nine, but last week was like a high nine. Okay. Because personally for me, I liked the drama and the character building in last week's episode more than this week's episode as a whole. Both nines, but like different <laughs> spectrums. Little, little nine, nine, big nine. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, like, because we're not doing decimal points because that's stupid. But like, yeah, mm. like a, a low nine-ish sort of deal. Um, yeah, nothing else that hasn't been already said. I enjoyed the the merging of timelines, sort of like events crossing more of both Russells. And yeah, I'm I'm optimistic, but I can also see how this can go off the rails a bit if they focus on the wrong things. Like you said, like yeah. too much on like the the May sort of like feeling bad for herself, and it's I think it's a balancing act. They hopefully I can I hope they can get right. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, agreed. I hope that they can carry through the last few episodes and come out strong on the end. Well, they've kind of had episodes of like focusing on Kate, focusing on Kintaro, like a little bit more of their backstories. Now we're mm. going to be getting more of May's backstory in this next episode. So it's like they're just using bits of episodes to give us backstories on the characters. Yeah. That, oh. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Sure. Now, of course, I'm going to be the oddball here because I'm going to give this episode a 10 because I know it's stupid, but it was a fun episode. I really enjoyed this episode because just obviously the Sweet Sweet Monster action. I'm I'm super happy to have finally seen some cool new footage with Godzilla. They, they were brief, but they were cool. They were fun. Uh, like I like that really intense shot of the close up on his eye. The scene with him swimming through the water and like whacking the ball. Throwing balls. <laughs> throwing balls at people. Mm-hmm. I actually throwing really appreciate books. that opening scene in the 50s like there is just something about that scene that hits a weird little I guess a nostalgic chord for me that I don't know I just I, I, I appreciate the big band music I appreciate the setting I appreciate the drama of the scenario with Keiko being Japanese in this room full of American militaries types and just the, the, the stress that she was under in that situation there was a lot that I liked about this episode and that's kind of ignoring the mistakes it's making as TV mm. and just being like, well, mm. I'm here for the ride. I'm enjoying it. So it's a 10 for me. Okay. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any closing thoughts from anybody else before we move on and wrap this up? More Godzilla. Uh, Sorry. More by Ed Russell. Okay, that too. Godzilla is the king of cock blocks. <laughs> yes. I think, was that your ultimate disappointment, Lily, that you didn't get to see Wyatt go up into the hotel room with Keiko? <laughs> Exactly. Like, you know, I want the best for my boy. That's it. She wanted she wanted a 10 minute extended sex scene between um White Russell and Keiko. Lily was yeah. ugly crying again because of the cock block. <laughs> <laughs> like, no! No, why would you do that, you fucking asshole? Yeah. Mm. That's it. I was mm. crying. Yeah. She was mm. screaming, die, Randa. 
die right now, you monster. Uh, he's the real monster <laughs> of the story. <laughs> you, put, you put on Kong Skull Island and just like rewatch the scene of him yeah. dying. Over <laughs> I'm gonna die, bitch. It's like, it's like oh, I'm gonna go make babies with Keiko. Ren is like, nah, uh. What the fuck me, nah, uh. But yeah, you know, I, I will also like to, to, to point out real quick, and that's just my you know, living in the Lululand basically is that a <laughs> show called <laughs> Keiko K and I'm Lily K. So I just imagine Lily K. Okay, sure. Uh, wow. Okay. We're going real deep now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Lululand. Lululand. It feeds my emotions well. Okay. It, mm-hmm. It's good for my mental health and state and whatever. Yeah, well, I I gotta send Lars a, a quick text message. Then they'd like, yeah, no, 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 no don't yeah, do it. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm coming over, and and I I will kick your ass. Don't do it. <laughs> I still love I still love Throne and Lars. So shut uh, up. Um, <laughs> uh, well, all right, I'll call so him later. Taking us home. Thank you, everyone, for checking out this episode of Monarch Files. You can join us each week at 2 p.m. PST Tuesdays on Couch Soup on YouTube or listen wherever you enjoy podcasts. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Lily. And be sure to visit CouchSoup.com and feed your hungry kaiju soul. Ew. Oh, Jesus. Hi. Well, I haven't started the show yet. I'm just recording. (laughs) The monster of the week. <laughs> what did you think of this episode? What did you think of this episode? <laughs> Anyways, this is just this is all at the end, by the way. Just like I'm gonna this. need yeah. Ian after these episodes to make one of those super cuts of just me going. Anyways, 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 like trying to yeah. get us to move on. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.